Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Ryan, I'm doing great today. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. So this, and to be very meta about it, so we're recording this not too long after previous episode, uh, but it will be released not much after, but a decent amount of time. So uh, apologies if... uh, it seems a little out of date, but part of why we are doing this is that we have an episode coming up that needed, I think, a little bit better setup in the trajectory of our episodes. Uh, a really, uh, I think, a, a, a nice, a really nice conversation uh, that we uh, were able to have, thankfully, uh, after not being able to ha- have it at schedule time, um, with uh, Jamie Godley, right? Right. He goes by Jamie. Right. Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Okay. J- J- I'm yeah. thinking about the emails, James. Sorry, Jamie. Right. Uh, at uh, Dartmouth uh, College. Uh, we were supposed to be able to go to uh, the uh, conference on um, basically on mourning and melancholia at Dartmouth. We weren't able to do it, but we uh, were able to sit down and have a conversation with him about that essay. So um, read Mourning and Melancholia, uh, if you can, to be prepped for the, uh, the episode that we'll be releasing right. after this one. Um, and that will be, of course, two weeks after this. So we, uh, as we like to do, when we do uh, talk about Freud essays we like to do a well-known one and a less known one and sometimes even a short one and a long one and this is a very short one but one that is uh very very relevant and uh so just to kind of give the spread of what we're going to get into here is we're you know as uh, as we like to do we talk about the essay for itself uh the uh, wider import which is because it's not that talked about is kind of we're going to do some cultural critique, I would say, uh, yeah. based on one very, very important idea, which I will put here. Knowledge does not cure the symptom. Uh, and then we're going to do uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a critique, a little pushback. As we always find, Freud can only be guilty of not being Freudian enough. Uh, so uh, as, as we like to do with, um, with, with pushing back on uh, well, uh, anybody that we talk about on the uh, on the podcast are the uh, you know Lacan, Hegel, uh, Freud, other people. We like to uh, to put it in a sports analogy. We like to play the ball and not the man. Right. So right. very good. That's uh yeah because Todd, as you know, you play the man. That's a fifteen yard penalty. So right. we, we don't. That want is that. true. We, we do that. not want that. Right. We don't right. want that. So uh, let us begin. Wild psychoanalysis. What's uh, what's going on? What's Freud responding to? Yeah, it's what's interesting because you if you first hear the title, you're like, why? What's that mean? It means it's too speculative. It's too like you're, mm-hmm. the the psychoanalyst went crazy. No, that is not it. What happens is that a psychoanalyst tries to bring in knowledge to the patient or to the analysand and cure mm-hmm. the analysand in that way. So saying, oh. Why don't you, you know, what this, what really is your problem is this, this is what you should do about it. And Freud is very, very insistent that that is not <laughs> the way to go. So this is a more, we tend to not talk about psychoanalytic practice at mm-hmm. all because we don't know anything about we it. We are but not analysts. Yeah, that right, is correct. Right. <laughs> but this is a this is actually an essay which I think is interesting because it's rooted in psychoanalytic practice, malpractice, according to Freud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, but the, the, this is one case where the lesson for politics is, I think, almost more important than the lesson for psychoanalysis if yeah, we're to I, believe I Freud. So that's, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that um, this is a, 
it's a, it's it's funny because it's not an essay that anybody again people will say that's a, you're engaging in wild psychoanalysis but usually they misuse the term i used to always misuse the term before i read this essay mm. uh and i i think that but so no one refers to it but i do i do think that it has a political weight that's un i mean not unmatched obviously civilizations discontents beyond the For pleasure sure. principle all these mm-hmm. very important, but I think it really has a lot of political weight because for the very reason you said that it's it's really about how trying to cure a neurotic disorder, let's call it that, mm-hmm. with an influx of knowledge about A, what the problem is, and B, what one should do about it, is guaranteed to exacerbate the disorder rather than have a healing function. Right. Yeah. Wild, like to, to think about it, what is wild psychoanalysis? I, I think we could put, um, put it in, in, in this, in this phrase, someone shows your, your, your therapist or, or you're claiming you're to be a, a psychoanalyst, especially someone comes in and they say whatever it is they're going to say to you. And immediately you say, yeah, you've got Oedipal complex and here's a prescription. You should leave now. That's like, I mean, that's that's a obviously a reductive thing, but that is what Freud is. That's really what he's reacting to. against. You know, it's interesting because yeah. what he doesn't talk about, and I wonder, I, I think this is covered by what he's saying, is the analyst or the therapist doing research about the person's life, finding yeah. out this. Wait, like the person comes in and says, you know, I've I'm just been cheating on my spouse all the time, and mm-hmm. I've got to stop that, and then. The therapist goes out, talks to the spouse, finds out, well, this person hasn't really cheated at all. And then mm-hmm. they and then they 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 bring that information into the yeah. therapy session uh-huh. that I think would also count under wild psychoanalysis. Right. Because it's, right. Well, it's, it's using knowledge to try to like it thinks that knowing the truth of mm-hmm. what really happened can be ameliorative, but it, it can't be. That's. That's amazing, and you just, I to me, you just pitched a uh, sequel to The Rockford Files where Jim Rockford is a detective uh, psychoanalyst. That's excellent. Why? Explain. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I well, j- just so the the um the detectives the 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 detective tell a little bit about the, the Rockford Files because well the Rockford Files is an incredible television series from the seventies starring James Garner, uh, Jim Rockford who lived out of a trailer but was a private eye. Uh, the detective series is very different from. Didn't he the drive a Trans Am too? He did. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. He was. He, he was. He was basically. He was TV's Steve McQueen. You know, like I. Like I. I think like that. That. That show. Yes. Uh, what is the for, connection between James Garner oh, and sure. Steve McQueen? Right. The connection. Well. Well. The. The. The, the chase scenes. That's the. That's the. That's the. I know, but what's the. What's the film that brings them? To, I mean. It's oh, the, oh, the film, of course, to bring them together is The Great Escape. Yes, very good. They're, they're very both good. in that together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, wonderful film. That's yeah. a lesson. Uh, we finished a lot quicker than we normal. were. Uh, we're no, done. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, the, I told you I'm saving up a different lesson for today. Uh, you did. So, you it, did. It, we're wasting all so, our best lessons. So that's, uh, that's we a, got Rockford Files, good. Great Escape. <laughs> but the anyway the thing, God, the sorry. detectives the yeah. de- no, no no it's okay the detective series just is a little bit different from the from the the cop show the detective always has to be a little bit outside the law like Sherlock Holmes right you're just a perfect example um and it's because they're outside of the law because they're outside of the orthodox way of seeing things that they can see something uh greater basically and what's what's interesting is like the this example where 
um, this analyst tries to do psychobiography basically is uh, is conforming to an orthodox way of, of, of thinking about like truth as though it is something that is like documentable. Whereas I think if in my constructed uh, uh, television uh, detective series where someone's an analyst, they would have to get the, get the facts, just the facts, ma'am, to mention Dragnet, like they would have to get the facts to see something that the facts do not themselves entail. That would have to be, that would be the actual detection involved. Right. Yeah. Series I've constructed. I think I like that idea because it would mean you're, it would mean like something like solving the crime based solely on the testimony of how people talked about it, right? Like not yeah, seeking right, right, anything right. Not the outside. Content. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. like there's something in the form of the way this person talked to me about the crime that mm-hmm. that holds the key to un- uncovering what happened. I think that's the... To yeah. me, that's the great lesson of psychoanalysis, really, right? That it's not, you can't seek outside the framework what the mm-hmm. secret to the person is. Like, the secret is within. And I think that's the, that's what, I mean, that's, I think that's where the rubber hits the road in this essay. That, that yeah, Freud yeah, is yeah. objecting to this going outside and, and smuggling something in. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that the, the so what, the, the basic dynamic of the essay is Freud's responding to, a woman that comes to him saying, I've gone to this previous psychoanalysis, psychoanalyst, he wasn't able to help me, but recommended that I come to you. What happened was he said that I I, I had some neurotic, Ill, disordered neurotic illness, and what I need to do is either A, what does he say? A, get married again, B, take mm-hmm. a lover, or, or uh, C, start masturbating. And Freud's right, like, right. because the, my problem is I'm I'm not expressing my sexuality enough, right? Mm-hmm. And Freud, mm-hmm. rightfully says, he he makes a couple of points about this, and he's for the first thing he says is, well, that th- this person doesn't really understand the nature of psychoanalysis because for psychoanalysis, our our sexuality manifests itself in a lot of ways. So like like Lacan's mm-hmm. example from. Seminar 11, The Four Fundamental Concepts of Psychoanalysis. He says, I'm up here in front of you talking, but mm-hmm. I'm actually getting the kind of satisfaction that I'd get if I was fucking, right? Like that right. is the, right. and, and that's one of the things Freud is talking about in this essay, that this person who sent the woman to him doesn't really understand how sublimation, say, functions, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's and, and then he does he has this nice thing where he says, Okay, I'm using this as an example. I'm writing this essay, but you can't really trust what the patient says. So she probably yeah. just made this all up, but it's not really. So I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, call up this guy and 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 chew him out because who knows if it's even the truth. I just want to use this as a moment to as explain a certain point, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think on that, it's it's like what was um what was important. What was important to Freud was that. It could have happened. Right. And if since it could have happened this way, it's really like he is just like to continue with the with with the point. He is critiquing the form of the of of the cure, so to so to speak, like like he the the idea of like stacking 
because we're going to, it'll be, this will be uh, pay dividends. I, I hope later stacking content, a top of content as though that's, that's the way to get to, to an answer for, for treatment. Um, is not the way that this works. It, it fails to understand like key terms, as you've been saying. And like, I mean, this is just a great line from the essay. It is true that psychoanalysis puts forward absence of sexual satisfaction as the cause of nervous disorders. But does it not say more than this? <laughs> is its teaching to be ignored as too complicated when it declares that nervous symptoms arise from a conflict between two forces? On the one hand, the libido, which has, as a rule, become excessive, and on the other, a rejection of sexuality or a repression, which is over severe. Like it, it's. I mean, it goes like it's a great. I mean, this is very short. It's a great essay to read, like like everything. But like he, the, the, I, what I think is so important in the rejection is that what he is rejected in his lifetime is what I think most people think psychoanalysis is today. Amazing. Like, I know like, and, and, and that, and that's, that's what I think is what is so, so great about this. And, and like, I even, I even saw this, <laughs> I even saw this recently. I told you about this. There was, there was some, there was some New Yorker article, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago or a month ago that was, I, I don't even remember it. Cause I, I didn't read it. Um, Kara gets uh, the the New Yorker and she just showed this to me because there was a letter to the editor referencing some article that was either like friendly to psychoanalysis or at least not against it. And the person writing who in the bio said was professor of psychoanalysis was a professor of psychoanalysis said that like, look, Freud published these five case history uh, case studies as though they were great successes uh, and they were failures. And also he privately worried that psychoanalysis even worked. So it should be taken with the grain of salt. Like we shouldn't even look at this uh, as a, as a serious method in, right. in the, in the present. Right. And I, and, and I think again, I, you know, I don't want to impugn, I'm, I forget the name of this person. I don't want to impugn what this person uh, knows about uh, psychoanalysis. They're clearly a professor of it, but, it buys into exactly this idea, like just in that little blurb, it's it's this exact idea of what uh, analysis is, is that like for one, it buys into the idea of cure, which I think which Freud moves away from for sure like, for, at for the end sure. of his life, like, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and that and, and, and it kind of recasts to his uh, it recasts his understanding of drive as uh as to me, like, like thinking that psychoanalysis as such doesn't work, you know, like, whereas the, the idea is, is more, it's more complicated than that. It's, 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 um, as he kind of gets into in this essay and then in a problem in the path of psychoanalysis that like that the, there will be a resistance from, from the ego that will try to overturn all of psychoanalysis. And that is like, like that's a problem that I don't know that he figured out how to right. combat because right. you, you had to combat it in two places. You had to combat it in the, in the session and you had to combat it culturally. So how, how are you going to, how are you going to do both of those things? And one of the ways that he tried to do it was, you know what? He published these failures and because that's what he thought was more interesting. Right. I think the that's the key, right. That to yeah. me, that's yeah. the key thing that he, I like, yeah. was he an idiot? He didn't know that, Oh, you're publishing a failure. <laughs> you didn't know you did. You thought Dora was a great success. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like, well, wait no. a minute. Didn't he write it? Didn't he see how it ended? Like, what did he, Yeah. like, was he just stupid? I mean, that's the thing that I think gets overlooked. I know, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I, I have to say of all the, for that reason, more than any, even more than Hegel, I think I, I, I have the most 
libidinal attachment to Freud as a thinker, just mm. because of that, mm-hmm. just a kind of intellectual honesty and rigor with himself that other mm-hmm. thinkers don't have. I mean, just I mean you the, see it in the footnotes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Like yeah. the clear, the the ability to self-correct publicly. I think is a yeah. we we. I think tend to overestimate how much people do that. I think it's I think yeah. it's not a very common thing that people correct themselves publicly and say I can't believe I once thought this. And and he does that all yeah. the time. He does it all the, all time. the time. Yeah. So I yeah. think that that I mean that's why to you know I, I'll say some things. I'm going to say some things <laughs> critical of Freud, but it's always from a position of of real love and I think that that's you know Well you're playing the you're playing the ball. Right, right, exactly, right, exactly. And I think it's true that that he, when he errs, he errs by, just like you were saying before, he's not Freudian enough. He backs away from the, Mm -hmm. what would you call it, like the the line of his own insight, like the path that his own insight is is going down. And I think he, he sometimes does back away from that. So that's the nature of of a critique, I, I but I, I, think I might, I might, I might say here, like I might say here, and, and this is probably a topic for another. Uh, we could probably get into this longer in another podcast, but I, I think he, um, I think he could have used hearing from Lacan that there is no meta language because I, 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 what I think the, um, the issue, like I mentioned that line in um, a problem in the path of psychoanalysis, which we'll probably talk about at some point. Uh, cause it has the great, the ego is not master in its own house, right, right. um, which I have a little bit of a story about and I'll maybe tell at some point in this podcast. But, um, I think what he, he didn't have the secondary thing, which was that like, if psychoanalysis was going to be a problem for, for the ego, if there was going to be a resistance to it, because it holds that the, 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 the ego, it, because of the unconscious, the ego is not master in its own house. Then that also meant the same thing for him that as he was uncovering more radical insights that there would be a resistance right and i and i and i think that's i mean that's the i mean i don't know what a problem to have but but like the that that's where i think a lot of the the breakdown comes from and like you know as we talked about before like you know in even in in an an essay that he makes have to do with beyond the pleasure principle you know when we talked about um uh, the uh, Mystic Writing Pad essay, he rewrites what he did, you know, just like, you know, a couple years ago in Beyond the Pleasure Principle and omits the drive entirely. Right, I mean, it's incredible, and like, and right? Incredible. It's incredible, yeah. yeah. And, and that's and, and that's like, you know, a, a nice concrete example of the of his own agreed. psychical resistance agreed. to what he was uncovering. Agreed, totally agreed. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. And I think, I mean, it, it, I think you can see it What's interesting about this essay is you can see him seeing that in another let's assume it was a follower of his right like someone who's sure. who's on the same who's who's trying to I mean clearly he is because he sent the the patient to Freud to so Freud. clearly it's yeah. someone mm-hmm. invested in the psychoanalytic project and the 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 like the the depth of the misunderstanding it is like you said this that it's it's like the person had imbibed a caricature of psychoanalysis, yes. yeah. <laughs> and it made me think when I when I re- reread this essay uh, for the podcast, it made me think of the, do you know the movie Little Miss Sunshine? I'm sure oh, you yeah. know. It. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. so there's a there's a scene where they're driving 
I think they're driving across. They're trying to get to L.A. I forget where they're leaving from. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Like Texas, maybe. I think it is Texas. And mm-hmm. and they're all in this little VW minivan, um, VW bus thing. And in the back seat is Paul Dano, who's I think his name is Dwayne, and then Alan Arkin, who's his grandfather. I forget yeah. what his name is in the film. Uh, and he he's like he, Paul Dano's like out of it. He's 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 not speaking. And uh, there's a funny line where Steve, the Steve Carell character, who's a brother, says, "You're so you're not speaking because of Friedrich Nietzsche." So that's kind of a funny line. But yeah. but then in the, the line I'm thinking about is so they're in the, they're talking about and, and, and Alan Arkin's just kind of he's he's taking heroin. He's kind of foul mouthed grandfather figure. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I just have one piece of advice." He says to Paul Dano, "He goes, fuck a lot of women." He goes, "At your age, you need to fuck a lot of women." And I thought that's what that's what this other psychoanalyst yeah. that's basically yeah. his advice like <laughs> you know fuck a lot of women like that's the yeah you know i mean he's not, he's talking to a woman so the the, the quote isn't exactly no, either way yeah either way right other way either way good point uh yeah. and so you know so it's 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 interesting i mean he does say to her i think find a man but um i think that the i think that the the that i mean it's funny in the movie and it's i i think it's funny in the in the way that Freud recounts it too, because it's such a it's such a simplistic misunderstanding of what psychoanalysis right. how it relates to the sexual. I think. Yeah, yeah. The it, it's well. I mean, he he makes. I mean, I think we were talking about this before that there. Um, Freud makes this uh, this distinction between um, like sexual life and and love. Like right. and like, you right. might 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 even say love life, and that there's a collapsing of the two in this advice from the young doctor, as he uh, continues to refer to him uh, throughout the, you know, um, even just, uh, I mean, even just continuing on from the the because I have it in front of me the section that I read before, um, you know, uh, the, uh, no one who remembers the second factor, the second factor being that. Um, the libido can become excessive and then there's a rejection of sexuality or repression that is over severe. Uh, no one who remembers the second factor, which is by no means secondary in importance can ever believe that sexual satisfaction in itself constitutes a, re- a, re- a remedy of general reliability for the suffering of neurotics. I mean, you could just say of, of, of any, of anyone, uh, um, a malady in psychic life. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, right, like, right. So, so in, it's, so it's crucial. So that's really good. You're right. The young doctor was being Alan Arkin from uh, from Little, uh, Miss, Little Sunshine. Miss Sunshine. Yeah, and yeah. and Freud's trying to say that's not it's not it's not all one not good advice. Two not psychoanalysis. <laughs> right. Like, I think he's yeah. like Greg Kinnear in the front of the bus, going dad, dad. Yeah, goes ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh. So I, I I hope that Freud is never before and never again will be compared to Greg Kinnear, who is fine, but... Uh, I think it's a good, great performance from him. I think it's at I mean, his yeah. best performance, yeah. I, I was going to ask, yeah, if you thought that, yeah, but that's yeah. a, mi- it's a, a minor point for that. But, yeah, so it's a... Um, yeah, it's it's Im- it's very important, I, I, I think, that... Or one of one of the reasons I, I, I would suggest to continue a line of argumentation from earlier, like, I think that the, the idea that he wrote this essay is sort of... Uh, well... In in high school and college in this country, like you read about Freud more than you read him, far more for sure. Um, and the idea that he wrote an essay like this is just completely repressed. 
Right. So the the idea that he could have criticized that which he is accused of having promulgated while he was alive, that is just, it's not part of the story right. of Freud right. uh, popularly, um, which is itself uh, like an, an interesting thing to, to look at culturally. So maybe we'll talk about this, but I... Um, if you don't think it's moving too soon, I, moving too soon, I would like to move to the to the main event. I do want to move to that. I just want to talk about yeah, the, the what his idea of psychoanalysis, how it works, and then yeah, go ahead. In relationship to another thinker who I think is subterraneanly referenced here, I'm not sure that I, I assume Freud read him, but I'm not sure, and I think I, I he must have read him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Bar- Baruch Spinoza in, in his ethics, okay. right? And so oh, yeah, Spinoza yeah. has this great line where he says, an emotion cannot be checked or destroyed except by a contrary emotion, which is stronger than the emotion which is to be checked. And then he goes on, he says, no emotion can be checked by the true knowledge of good and evil insofar as mm-hmm. it is true, but only insofar as, as it is considered as an emotion. So I think that what like Spinoza's whole, I think that's a very psychoanalytic point. I think it's in a certain way the basis for why the transference is necessary for any kind of treatment, that you have to have this emotional response. It can't just be an affair of knowledge. And I, th- I, I think that, that that idea is that the in some way, I don't think Freud is a Spinozist really in many ways, but I think in that mm-hmm. particular way, I think he's c- completely a follower of Spinoza. That's very interesting. I mean, this is the. I mean, I I appreciate the setup because this is what Freud says. I'm going to give the long, the, oh, long my, the, quote. Fit, the best really. part. Yeah, yeah, the best. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, so this is. I'm going to give the 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 lengthy thing here. So I said earlier, Freud. What Freud comes to is that knowledge does not cure the symptom, but it's it's a, uh, it's to relate it to what Todd just read us from uh, Spinoza. I think you'll hear the resonance. Uh, it is, lo- it is a long, superseded idea, and one derived from superficial appearances, that the patient suffers from a sort of ignorance, and that if one removes this ignorance by giving him information about the casual connection, sorry, causal connection of his illness with his Good life, like, uh, thank you, <laughs> about his experiences in childhood and so on, he is bound to recover. The pathological factor is not his ignorance in itself, but the root of this ignorance in his inner resistances. It was they that first called this ignorance into being, and they still maintain it now. The task of the treatment lies in combating these resistances. Informing the patient of what he knows does... uh, Sorry. Informing the patient of what he does not know because he has repressed it is only one of the necessary preliminaries to the treatment. If knowledge about the unconscious were as important for the patient as people inexperienced in psychoanalysis imagine, listening to lectures or reading books would be enough to cure him. Big shot at us, Todd. I, I thought so, such too. <laughs> measure, <laughs> such measures, however, have as much influence on the symptoms of nervous illness as a distribution of menu cards in a time of famine has upon hunger. The analogy goes even further than its immediate application for informing the patient of his unconscious regularly results in an intensification of the conflict in him and exacerbation of his troubles. Now, firstly, I was, of course, kidding. We never promised cure on here. And that's what what he's uh, responding to on this. But it's just like politically. Although, uh, can I just say we have had some actual psychoanalysts say, what are you doing? So so it is not totally... I think it's, Freud that, would be happy with us, but but yeah. Well, I mean that's a that's a nice that's a that's a that's a comforting thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the politi- politically, I mean, I, I think I mean because this is 
well, you know, within our, uh, I think well within our remit, like the, the idea I think is stunning is that, and I think this, this has become dominant is that knowledge will cure the symptom. And you often hear this too about like, well, what, what is it? Um, what, what do we need to overcome the, uh, you know, class differences and the, you know, the struggle is like, well, education. Right. Right. I mean, even right. like, and I mean, I think, and again, it's one of those things like that's not, that doesn't mean that it's not a problem. Like literacy in this country is a, an actual problem that almost nobody talks about who isn't a teacher. Um, well, it's a problem and, around the world, right? Exactly. And around the world as, as yeah. around the world as well. Yeah, yeah. no. And, and uh, yeah, like base, not, not like financial literacy, but no, literally being able to, ha- to read right. is a, is a, pro- is a right. problem. Um, so I don't want to say it's not not a, not an issue or that it wouldn't solve certain things, but it's the the degree to which just like as as Freud says, confronting someone with their ignorance or or giving them the, to to give them knowledge, it doesn't it doesn't cure the symptom. Can it's, I? It's yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh well, I was gonna say that like I mean I think this is the like I uh, I love and appreciate the uh, work of. Um, John Oliver, especially from being on Community, uh, his turn as a a kind of a psychoanalyst, actually, uh, Dr. Ian Duncan. Um, but his show last week tonight, I, I think, is maybe the best example of this of a liberal idea that if you just know more, then you won't think fascistically. And that's unfor- it would be really, really nice if that was the case. And I mean, I think Freud's making the same claim here. Exactly. It would be really it would be really, really nice if the problems of someone's mental life had to do with the deficit of knowledge. And if you just confronted them with what they didn't know, then they would be fine. Like it'd be really, really nice if that was the, if that was the situation. Uh, but it's not, yeah. it's there, 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 there is absolutely something else going on. And, and, and there's a, there's, you know, I'm certainly want to go further on this, uh, with, uh, on the political angle, but, uh, yeah. What, what did you want to jump in? With? Yeah. I just wanted to, this is a little bit of a, a side point because I I, I mm-hmm. too want to talk at length about this political question. But don't you think it's interesting that whenever people have some kind of whatever it is, racism, anti-Semitism, the first mm-hmm. thing, one of the first things that we th- people tend to think is, oh, they haven't had they haven't had enough experience mm. with this kind yeah. of like right like yeah. it's funny because even you know Hillary and I'll run into people sometimes in our department, <laughs> make a certain <laughs> anti-Semitic comment. And and we'll and I, I do this, too, so this is a self-critique. I'll say, like, I don't think they grew up around many Jews. You know, like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, but the funny thing is, I don't think, and I think this is Freud's point in the essay, and I think it's absolutely right. It has nothing, your anti-Semitism has nothing to do with the number of Jews you grew up around, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could you could be someone that never met a Jew in your life until you were at college or in grad whatever when you're in your twenties, mm-hmm. and you could be just as non anti Semitic as someone who was like to- and and vice versa, right? Like the like it could be that the worst anti Semite was around Jews all the time, and it didn't it didn't well, I mean, have a it, it didn't what, take right like a, well, just think yeah well just think about the I mean what's the the idea that the the that the Jews control the world, right? Like that's the thing. If you grew up around a lot of Jewish people, I almost think it'd be easier to believe that. Maybe it would be than, easier than right. if you didn't. You know, right. so right. so that that um, 
yeah, no, no. So I think I think that. And yeah, the other thing is, Freud we have is, this is critiquing that position, yeah, right. And we also have this power. Freud doesn't mention it, but I think it's implicit in what he says. We have this power to to call anyone who doesn't fit into whatever we're thinking just an exception, right? Like that, mm-hmm. people do this all the time, right? Yeah. Like my my grandfather was a terrible racist. He played poker every Friday night with two black men. They just weren't. Mm-hmm. I would be like, what about those? Guys? Well, well there, it's different. It's different. He would say. So this is the, the uh, do the right thing. When right. Mookie absolutely. Confronts, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. John right. Tuturo's character. Yeah. Or absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your favorite. Your favorite artist. Your is favorite Michael artist. Jackson. Your favorite sports play. Yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think that's so. So I think th- that's a an interesting little instance where belief, even people that are skeptical about education, believe in the power of mm-hmm. an experience. As a kind yeah, of yeah. itself, yeah. a kind of education, and I think Freud's tonic, right, right, and I think Freud's point is no, it's not. It, it even that is not because it doesn't address the source of the disorder, whether it's right. a political disorder or a psychic disorder. Maybe those are the, both the same thing. Maybe they're the same thing. Yeah. Well, the idea is that like if you keep going on that angle, like you, it, it's it's um. You can you can just if you approach it from like if you see things this way you you can see how um, especially political conversations online how they unfold which is that someone thinks that a person saying okay just the again because we did this episode a few days ago right like what you'll often see is that um, access to uh, contraception and uh, abortion and, uh, and and reproductive. Uh, autonomy is what reduces abortions. So if you are against abortions, you should be like as a as a practice, you should be for right. that them being available. Right. Like you, you'll you'll sometimes see this online. And what happens, of course, is because that's not the the issue at all. Like it's a there, it's a, a, a you know the, as we we talked about in the last episode, what what's at stake and uh, you know the. Uh, the general just misogyny that, that, that is there. And, and that, and that is not addressed by knowledge. And, but what happens in the conversation though, is that someone resists the knowledge and they go deeper into again, their ignorance. And so it makes the person who is on the side of knowledge, it just convinces them how ignorant the person on the other side is. Right. right. And, and then, and, and they, cause they keep doing the same thing. And, and that convinces the person on the side of knowledge that ignorance is the problem. Right. Because the person who is on the side of ignorance just continues to retreat. It's an amazing it. it's amazing self-perpetuating cycle on both sides. Right? Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. You're right. It's 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 incredible the way that that works. And I think don't you think that the the Trump phenomenon in the US has really brought this this idea to a head? Like it's like constantly I'm just I I was just I happened to glance at CNN dot com this morning and and the, the thing said trump really in for it now <laughs> you know like like, <laughs> yeah. like you oh know like, how many yeah. times are we gonna hear that like it's just like you know, this time I know that this this revelation time. it's it's this is it this revelation trump is not going to be able to 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 last this I, out abso- with, with his support i yeah. i know that this episode is not coming out for like a couple weeks um but I feel very confident that that will not be uh, 
that that you you will that will not have aged like milk saying no, that no, he no, you, no, no that's a no. that's an ever that's an evergreen take that like oh he's really in for it now <laughs> like just you just you wait how many times his supporters now they're really that? gonna know they're not gonna be able to deny it themselves and I think oh boy yeah yeah what yeah, yeah. you just yeah. said was the, the 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 citation you read from Freud is so great because he and I thought this to me is the smartest thing in the essay and one of it uh, to me part of what his what makes him such an amazing thinker is it the we have the relationship reversed that the, it's the mm-hmm. disorder that produces the lack of knowledge not the lack yeah. of knowledge that produces the disorder so Nicely you yeah. I, I mean that's what he says it's an amazing po- it's just such a stunning point and i think like so this libidinal attachment to the right-wing populist leader which is not an American phenomenon. It's a Brazilian. Yeah. It's an Indian. It's a phenomenon everywhere. Mm-hmm. That libidinal yep. attachment is itself the primary thing, and then the lack of knowledge comes after that. You know, I read a thing about how uninformed Fox News viewers were, and yeah. and they're like, "See, Fox News just doesn't inform their viewers." And I thought, well, right. I think you've missed. You didn't read Wild Psychoanalysis because it yeah. would say, like, no, the people that don't want to know, go watch Fox News. It's not like, it's not the other yeah. way around. And so I think that that's, until that gets imbibed mm-hmm. politically by the left, then I think you're you're always going to be fighting a losing battle because it, to bring back to the Spinoza point, it, it's, an, it's an emotional st- yeah. or an enjoyment struggle, I would put. But, you know, I, I, I mean... In Spinoza's terms, that's fine. An emotional struggle. It's not a knowledge struggle. Right, right. It's, it. well, I mean, just, and just to, like, why I think this is, um, I mean, we, it's almost incredible to me that we haven't talked about this essay before now, because I think this is, it's very important, this essay is important to me, I think it's important to, to the show from from this perspective, is that what Freud's claim is, and I, and I, and I would almost argue that this is, our claim in almost every episode is every, if you I don't know. Un- I know. if you yeah. don't understand the form of the problem if you don't understand the and maybe to take that no I, I mean I would insist on that word but I'll just say like if you don't understand the shape of the problem you will not solve it and I think that like that that is th- that's the claim here if you don't understand h- how the thing that that you can identify as a problem or an impediment emerges then you have no license to even address it whatsoever. Right. And that, 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 that I think is, that's the point here. And I, I think that's, that, that's the point. I mean, that's a point for a professor, a point for a theorist, point for an analyst. Like, I mean, you know, that's what he's, that's what he's saying. But I, but I think that's like, it's such a, like you could take that in any line of work. Like if you don't understand the, the form of the problem and also that the form of the problem is never a lack of knowledge Right. That and and that knowledge won't solve the issue. Then you you have cut yourself off at the knees in capacity to be able to uh, to to address what the problem is. And this is exactly what we see from the mainstream left is that what they have given themselves over to is the idea that factually accurate or, or correct. OK, like the fact checking thing, that's somehow that's going to give them license on knowledge and that's going to solve all the problems. But do you know what they have? I mean, you know what I'm going to say? Cause we talked about this uh, in our lives before, but when you do that, what you give up is the domain of truth, right? When right. you decide that 
factually accurate is the same as truth, then you've what you haven't gone toward something that is more true than the people who you think are ignorant. You have made truth a negotiable idea. And that is a, precisely the thing that, you know, specifically Democrats in this country. But I mean, it is elsewhere, like, you know, the, the, the liberal, like the moderate uh, left anywhere is having a problem. Like, how do we claw back basic ideas of how society should be ordered? And you can't do that with better data, with uh, social uh, studies of, but do you know what the benefit of welfare is on a society? And, and do you know what the benefit of immigration is per like starting businesses? Like that's not going to address, uh, you know, like uh, just uh, um, phobia of, of immigrants or, or, or just, or classism, or just not going to address those things just because you have the better data on, on, on your side. What you've done is you've obviated and given up the domain of truth, capital T truth. You decided it's not a thing that even exists. All that we can do is get, we can get data. We Absolutely. can get information. We're going to have better data and information. And so you should be on our side because we're the side that is on the side of data and information. That's not the side of truth. And that's what that's what conservatives the world over have is that they think they've got the line to truth. And right. you're, you just, you're just a fact checker. Well, to the truth of the subject's desire, right? Like I think that yeah. that's yeah. the – that's Freud's point, even though he wouldn't put it in those terms. I think that's his point in the essay. It's more of a Lacanian way of putting it. it for sure, right? I think, yeah. or, a, or a Joan Kopjekian way of putting it, right? Like Perhaps. you have to yeah, read yeah, yeah. the desire. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's, there is maybe this, I think this opposition between knowledge and truth that mm -hmm. is operative in what you're saying. And I think yeah. that also yeah. you could put knowledge all in the, container of content and then truth mm. is the truth it's is form. the truth of the form and i, I think that's yeah. right yeah. and it and because desire is a form and so that's how it mm -hmm. i think fits into the the truth of our desire but i think that that what you're saying is so good and i think it really gets to the the crucial thing which is like how do you i mean it, 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 there's a way in which it impugns you said professors but i i mean isn't there a way in which it does impugn the professor, right? Like that kind of mm -hmm. that sense of I'm going to provide some knowledge for people so that they can go out <laughs> in the world and do whatever. You know, I do think that there I've, is. I've, that. Sa I've said to I've said to my students uh, every if you think about the worst professors that you've ever had, or just the worst teachers, or well, no, I'll just, let's just keep it college. The worst professors are professors who really think they're professors. To put it in a Lacanian term, like yeah, like, that's great. You know, yeah, and yeah. And, and like. And 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 what I mean by that is that like if the um as pe people invested in their mastery and their position of mastery and right. not ex accepting the you know the symbolic uh, mm, appellation of of where you of where you actually are right uh, right and and that that's the that's the problem um so you like but you know uh and and this but this is the I I mean you know, I would almost say that like um it's just back more more to the point that like the wider assault on expertise is also contained within what Freud designates here and what we're talking about. Right. Is that like, like the, the whole thing, like doctors, it, like you'll see this online is, is like um, when you're, when people who are 
uh, anti-vax, if there's a problem with their car, they don't take it to their friend who says like, you can't trust mechanics because, you know, it's like, that's like, uh, that's totally, totally true. Of course it's true, but it's like, you don't understand that. Like what's the difference between a mechanic and a professor or a scientist is that these are, sorry. I mean, like to both of us, these are elite professions or elitist professions. Mechanic is not. So even though both rely on expertise, what expertise has been, you know, has become because of the focus on data and information and the idea that all problems can be solved by erasing ignorance is the expertise thing. Capital E is an it's an elitism thing. Right. It has nothing to actually do with expertise. It's such a great I, point, I, Ryan. It's such a great point. And I, I have to confess that, again, this is another time I'm guilty of this thing that we're attacking. So <laughs> so my, a relative of mine, right. let's say, I'll just describe her in yeah. that way, is an anti-vaxxer. And she, mm-hmm. she, she gets her, she's like, look, I've done the research. I know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, oh, really? I said, so I know you you admit I know something about Hegel, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, you do. And I said, so here's what I'm going to tell you, that if you just on your own tried to research Hegel online, you would be not only misled, you would be, you would have the opposite idea of yeah. what his philosophy is. Just if you're just doing it on your own. If I he's guided a philosoph- you, He's a philosopher of synthesis. Of synthesis. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I said, so, mm-hmm. so understand what I'm saying. Like you admit that I know something about, I'm like a, I know something about Hegel, and I'm telling you this. So wouldn't it also be true about medicine or about, especially mm-hmm. about immunology, which is an incredibly complex field, mm-hmm. right? Like that you just, you, you simply cannot do your own research. You just can't yeah. do it and, and without mm-hmm. being utterly misled. And she's like, well, I see your point. She goes home and still has the same <laughs> position, right? Like, so it to- totally yeah. ineffectual because I was trying to supply knowledge when mm. it was not a knowledge thing. But I think the other thing, and I think your thing about the expert is really good because Freud doesn't mention it here, but isn't that part of the problem? Like that, that the intervention is done for the good of the patient and the patient, and the reason why he doesn't say it is he hasn't yet invented discovered the death drive, the patient doesn't want its mm-hmm. own good, right? It doesn't, yes. I think that that's, put. Yeah. don't you think yeah. that that's lur, lur, sort of lurking in the background of mm-hmm. this essay, that the patient, you present this good thing to the other politically or to the patient, and you're like, look, here's the good, you should want this, and the person's mm-hmm. like, you know, really, I don't. Thanks, but I don't want that at all. So I think mm-hmm. that's, to me, that's, in the background of the, what this really nice commentary in the expert that you made and what Freud is that it's under the lines of what he's saying here. Yeah, no, no, I think it's, it's super nice. Uh, and I like, well, cause in your story, I mean, like just to, to say a little bit, a little bit more about that is that it, um, like you, the, the, tr- I would almost say like it, I, and, and this might even be, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm playing into the, no, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I'm going to not interrupt myself. I'm going to, I'm going to just say the thing. I'm just going to deliver the take. The, the issue is, um, and I, I think with a lot of this is, um, is nominalism. And I, I think it just goes back to the wider point about there not being like, uh, like wider, wider truth being a part of 
accepted part of a conversation like this, this idea and like, no, like your family member would not say that she's a nominalist, but she is because she's, she's she's, because what a a nominalist, you know, uh, just like all that there, all the things that there are in the world are particulars or just particular arguments. It is just case by case basis. And, when you do that, it's like, Can you just well, explain why that's called nominalism? Because I think it, it's confusing because it makes it seem like, why would that be called? So nominalism means name, right? So why would yeah. that be called that? It's just because what you're saying is there's just a name added on top of this only all there are particular things. So the name isn't really naming any yeah. universal thing that exists, right? Like that's the that's yeah. the idea. That's why it's called. That's, I just wanted to clarify that in case someone didn't know why it's called. No, nominalism. no, no. It's important. Well, I think it's it's one of those things where it's the pra- I think nominalism is the form of like contemporary like intelligence. Like like I agree. Uh, like utterly. I agree. But I don't think anyone knows that phrase because it's a little awkward. It is, and, 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 and it seems to suggest. It's always been confusing to me. I, I have to admit because it seems like it's the opposite. It, it, it's like it's not, it seems like it's the opposite because nominalism is you're exactly right in your definition it's you believe only particulars exist and yet mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a name that means name so it seems yeah. like it's it's more of a it should be called something like particularism or something but yeah, i i think yeah, it, i'm yeah, not yeah. sure that it's mislabeled i mean i think i think you're right that it is because it means it's saying that what you call something matters a lot because that's all there is, is what we call things because there's no, like it's how we group things together that matters, not what's really there. Right. And so this was the, so, and two things on this one, this was the, the breakdown. This was the failure in, in your, in your conversation is that, yeah, what, what she took away from that, I guess Todd knows what he's talking about, about Hegel. (laughs) Not, not (laughs) if I accept that Todd is an expert about Hegel and that a popular understanding will not have the expertise of an expert, then that means when I do my own research, it is free of the expertise that I am claiming I have. Right. It's a lot. First of all, it's a lot longer to kind of come to, but like it's the more immediate thing. And I would say like nominalism and immediacy are, are totally related. Totally, related. totally, totally yeah. related. Yeah. The immediate takeaway is that like, well, sure, you know what, just because you know what you're talking about, about Hegel doesn't mean I have to change what I think about vaccines. Right. And that's the wrong takeaway from what you were trying to explain, because what you were trying to explain was like how expertise like exists in the world and that what is popularly available is not the same as the expert. Uh, availability of something and that and this is also a i mean this would be a problem with our field in general is that like there are um like you do need to know something to even be able to make sense of of reading right something in 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 any of these fields it's like it's and and so it's that like kind of gatekeeping like barrier to entry and it's uh like so of course people are gonna say like Nuh-uh. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just using fancy words that confuse me. Especially Lacan, like right? Like Lacan or Hegel. Like you could, <laughs> yeah. like you, you yeah. there's no way you could just pick up the book and start to look at it and then make a judgment on it. Like what's yeah. happening, you have to first know it before you can know it. And I think that yeah. is another part of what Freud's getting at. Like that initial thing that gets you to know it is itself, mm-hmm. that's tend. it's always tendentious, right? Like that's, I mean, isn't he saying there's this basis for how we know and it's, Mm. it's how our desire is structured. And that's Mm -hmm. what you have to address before you 
start to address the knowledge problem. Not that you don't have to address the knowledge problem, right? Like he does right, still right. think you have to, at some in some way, bring the person to the true knowledge of their situation, like to truth. But it's yeah. not. It has to. It has to go through the disorder, not come external to the disorder and been and and been, be given to it. Yeah, or at the or or I would also substitute uh, distortion, right? And that maybe that makes it more Hegelian, yeah. In a sense like you have to, you yeah. have to bring someone to the contradiction. Like you have to, you have to bring them to the resistance rather right. than like attempting to eliminate the resistance, right? Which by is the problem, right? Which is exactly the problem with Anna Freud's ego and mechanisms of defense. You read that book, you're like, wow, this is pretty good. She like really, it's a real attack on all these different ways of resisting the truth of our desire. And you think like, this is totally, com-. when I first read, I thought it's totally compatible with Lacan. What was his, what was the deal? Why was he against it? Well, it's exactly the thing you just said, right? Like yeah. once you, you did, you didn't resist it at all. <laughs> right. And no, but you're, if you're analyzing resistances, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're playing into their hands, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. the whole, yeah. that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I think like you're mm-hmm. not, you're, you're treating it as to come back to the terms you used earlier, you're treating it as a content problem and yeah. not as a problem of form where you have to go through the the problem in order to address it. You can't come at it from the outside. There are some, so there are some uh, lawn signs near where I live that there are like four in a row on one of the, um, one of the main, main drags here in Claremont. Uh-huh. And they all say, stop Trumpism. Okay. And I've seen this, I've seen this elsewhere. Uh, stop Trumpism. Like, in fact, the first time I ever saw Trumpism was a, uh, you should look, anyone should look this up. I, it's unfortunate there's the paywall, but, um, this was the, oh man, nothing has aged worse than this. Where does Trumpism go after the election? This was a New York times article okay. before, before the 2016 election for 2016 okay. election. So they thought it, he was going to lose. Oh, by like a lot. Yeah. By a lot, a lot. Okay. So um, where does it go? And I thought, and 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 that, like, we're, so we're talking about uh, naming and 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 nominalism. And one of the things that uh, you people who are a- attempting to do a kind of radical uh, like work and more like a, a wide like like social activist kind of work, who the the premise of which would reject nominalism because like nominalism would just nominalism would just hold like again you just look at things on a case-by-case basis and like you can't really you know judge things and like it's good that all that certain states can uh, allow abortions but other states shouldn't like that would be the that's just the nominal right. nominalist that would be the nominalist right. position but what people who are trying to argue against those things they end up adopting the same thing and i think trumpism is n- i that is not going to catch on i'm sorry as, a as a, like a signifier as of a the thing. problem because right. you know what you need to stop you have to stop fascism Right. It's not Trumpism. It's it's like because he's not even president. He can't even be on Twitter. That dude literally got canceled, right. and right. like from social media. But it's still determining our, our 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 life because of fascism. He's just like this this nodal point. But if you get rid of him, it, like that's not going to take away fascism. Um, and but people keep trying to do this. Like I don't know if you've seen this. Like they've been saying the the. In in the U.S., one of the, you've probably seen this online. Uh, the 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 grand old party, the GOP, represents the Republicans, and people have substituted Q for QAnon with the O. I'm oh, sorry, okay. that's not it's not really na- like the, people think they're being more specific and they're naming the problem, and you're not. All right. 
and you know the G the GQP Trumpism. <laughs> these things do not name the form of of the of the problem at all. They 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 what they go hard in at, at the side of like a lack of uh, a lack of knowledge being the like being the treatment, and 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 that that I that I I, I think is is just until until we lose that like we we don't we like and, uh, until we decide to 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 see to actually see the form of the problem we're just going to be ar- arguing about naming it properly and the and the content of the problem and then the problem is like that's a and and what a privileged position that is to get to be able to to make sure that you're naming things the right way because it means that there's nothing like existentially threatening you it's nothing urgent about it like that's and that i mean that gets up my back so much is that like when you commit to a kind of project like that and you commit to 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 to, to like you want to name very specifically the thing and you're on the outside of the problem you're on the side of knowledge against the side of the ignorant it means there really isn't anything urgent in it for you despite what you might say it means there's really nothing that's affecting you and it's going to affect other people while you get to feel superior because you're well, on the side of knowledge i, and I, I, the, I guess so, that's true ryan but do you think like I, I i'm tempted to say that everyone I don't know. Like, is there, do you see people that aren't on the side of knowledge today that are, I mean, clearly the right wing does a good job of not being on the side of knowledge. They're being on the side of ignorance. And I think Freud's point further in the essay where he says more knowledge actually feeds the disorder rather than curing it. Like it makes it because you, and he doesn't say this either, but isn't his point again, implicitly that it gives you more to disavow and thus there's more, enjoyment at stake in your holding to the position, right? Like the more you get told that say Trump is bad for you, like Trump is going to bring down, you know, don't you see that they're really just passing, he's getting into office and all he's doing is passing tax cuts for the wealthy. That's hurting Mm -hmm. you. Don't you see that? Well, that just gives you more to disavow as you support, support him. So I think that that's, yeah, I don't, I'm, I, 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 I don't see anybody else saying anything different than that, I guess, except on the right, obviously. I mean, there's mm. right-wing movements around the world do a really good job of not investing themselves in knowledge. I mean, this is, it almost <laughs> seems dumb to say that because how, what would they do? I mean, I can't even imagine a right-wing project invested in knowledge, whereas almost every left-wing project, to some extent or another, has been, right? Even historic. I mean, not... I guess, I mean, French and Haitian Revolution, maybe not. But even then, I don't know. That's dicey to think about. And and then certainly like communism in the 20th century, mm-hmm. one of the main things was class consciousness, right? Like, so yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it's hard to think of a left-wing project or leftists mm-hmm. that haven't gone about their project through some kind of, uh, you know, bettering consciousness. I'm not saying well, I'm think, for that, but I'm just saying that yeah, seems yeah. No, to no, be no, what I know. it like, is. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, to me, I, the core problem is that it's cynical because it keeps the shape of the problem intact because you're not actually taking the, you're not taking aim at the form itself. It's, you know, like the, uh, what was an example from many, many episodes ago, like a annual uh, uh, food drive for uh, the homeless or the unhoused annual. You know, like that, like that's you're not taking right, aim right, at the yeah. at the at the problem. Yeah, so, but but like um, that, like that's so, a very liberal thing. Like, like I think like 
I'm thinking about like communists, like communists. Did well, my po- well, Todd, yeah, my, 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 my point, just like to go back to the previous episode yeah, uh, yeah. is the, the, to me, the solution, the, so, as, as, as I said, in the, it's to make, you have to make the other thing irrelevant, not, not fight it with knowledge. You have to, you just have to make it irrelevant. Like, uh, like, sure. You can, you can believe in the, uh, you can believe, I don't know, like you, you can, you can believe in the power of one single ma- like you can believe in fascism, like the single strong male hero yeah. to deliver you like, that's fine. But over here, what we're actually doing is we're, uh, you're getting a pay rise re- regardless of whether you actually agree with the people who are giving it to you or not. Like that's like the, 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 the cutting out of the, uh, just yeah. come back to that thing. I think it has to be made. I think it has to be made irrelevant. I think that's the only way that you can get at the form and that you don't fall into just that, like you're competing on the basis of like having a better knowledge project. Yeah, but a, but but a pay raise that seems to me like you're still. I mean, that's like a kind of a bourgeois union activity, isn't it? Like because you're still invested in the same. You're just saying like we're going to get you more capital. So I guess. That's just, you know, I, I just don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Explain to me how that's not like. Well, because the, the, the thing, okay, this is what happens in, and I don't know if perhaps, uh, no, no, I'm not, not going to make an apology for where we're at in the conversation. Cause this, okay. is, what, this is what we do here. Yeah. Uh, the, the, for me, uh, no, I'm going to take that away. That's too nominalist. The shape of the, the shape of the issue, um, is that when, the liberal uh, democratic thing tries to solve a problem. It's just very, very particular. And they don't, and, and what they, what they don't understand, this was why they sang on the steps of the, uh, of the uh, Capitol building was because they passed this bipartisan the gun, gun thing that doesn't yeah. really do anything like that. They, they want to get credit for doing this like very particular means tested thing. So like, uh, in California, we have this thing. We're going to get uh, money for because the gas being uh, what it is. But there was this huge, like what Newsom wanted to do is he wanted to make it as simple as how many cars did you own or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But it had to. But then it was like no, but rich people have the cars. And then it's like okay, well, so then maybe we should do it by uh, how, household income. And it's like well, but that doesn't mean. But people have to drive to certain distance. So this whole thing and like the way that it's turned out is because there was a budget surplus in California, people are getting less money than they would have under the original plan that like, so like more people would have been guaranteed more money than under the current plan that had to be means tested because what Democrats were afraid of is that people who already had money were going to get too much. And what I'm here to say is that nobody gives a shit. If you are like, if, if you get, it's, it's the, it's the thing that you hear from the, 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 uh, the moderate Democrats about eliminating college debt or making education free is that people who are already rich are going to benefit more than people who are, or, or the people who are already rich don't need to benefit from this. Right. So, and it's like, nobody cares who's poor. Like if, if you, if you're going to get, if you're going to get $800, you don't care if a rich person got $800 because you have $800. Like that's, that's what you care about. So I, so my, what I, I use that example about like the, you know, like raising, like raising like the, your, your wage and, you know, like it's the whole, the whole Sanders platform. The, yeah, no, the, I, I'm, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. the healthcare, like the whole, like the whole thing. It's not just the one thing. Yeah. And of course is, is that like, it makes a number of the, because the core thing 
is that Democrats don't do anything. When really what it is is that they're so concerned with doing the wrong thing and that they have that they carve out just the most like data driven, like focused tested version of a thing that people want and that's the thing that they do and it doesn't in any way eliminate the shape of the problem that's what that's what i'm trying to say is that it just it need the it needs to be bigger to make the I, I would almost say this to make the resistance irrelevant that's what that's that's i think my point does that make sense yeah yeah no i i hear you on that i just i guess my i i'm thinking not of like practical politics so much as mm-hmm. like what it would mean for say a communist movement to not be mm-hmm. predicated on getting people more knowledge. Like I don't mm-hmm. like I don't know yeah, what yeah, that yeah. would look like. Like I, because every every communist movement in human history I think has has had some notion of bringing people to class consciousness in order to get them mm-hmm. to join the the revolution or the revolt. So I, I, well, but I guess, Todd, but Todd yeah. the, the problem isn't, so the problem isn't, the problem isn't that, uh, knowledge is like, is bad always. It's just that it can't be the tonic for ignorance. That's the, that's no, the, point. I understand that, but that my no, point I know is, that. So, my point is that so, I think so knowledge that that's has how to be brought in. Yeah. It has to be brought in in a certain form. I think, isn't that what I think that's the, yeah, I guess that's, that's right. Claim. I guess that's yeah. right. That, it, that it's the form that the knowledge takes. That is, yes. Matters. Although, I'm tempted to read Freud more radically than that and say, okay. you know, maybe his point is that, because I think this is his point, that until mm-hmm. your desire has shifted, mm-hmm. the knowledge will actually exacerbate the problem rather than ameliorating it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that it's, I think it's not, oh, we just need the knowledge in the right form. I think it's actually, no, there has to be some internal shift that happens. Yeah. Now, I think there's a question like, is it possible? And this will take us to the end of the essay, which I think, mm. which we both find very fascinating. Yeah. Um, is there, is, is it, is it possible that, and I think this is kind of what you were saying with form. Is it possible that if you introduce the exact right kind of, let's say truth and not knowledge, mm-hmm. that it could re, orient the desire of the person. Like, I'll just give you an example. Like, to me, I went to college, to university, total conservative, uh, Christian, you know, uh, right-wing, everything. So, believer. And, and, Mm -hmm. and And then something happened in a sociology class that I was taking, so I read a little Marx, but I, I I can still I have my I have my first copy of the Communist Manifesto, and I have all these like pro capitalist things right in the margins, <laughs> yeah. like naive, hopelessly idealist, all this. So so that's that's shameful, but I still I kept it. Uh, but it was I read some stupid book. You know, just so you're not alone in this. Like I mean, I I in high school, like people were criticizing Bush. I just thought like um, we need to be in Iraq. Yeah, we have go. to. We got to be there. there. Go. there I like I, and then I, and then it was, and then in, in undergrad, I, I was just, I was just a moderate. Like when, uh, um, we, we were talking about this in the last up, uh, or no, we were talking about this uh, before the episode when um, I think it was Scott Brown won the Senate seat in uh, Massachusetts, 
uh, instead of uh, after Ted Kennedy died. Yeah, I was like, yeah, balance is good. We need yeah. balance. Yeah, there you go. We need balance so, and government. And and so it took it took a while. It took a it took a while. For, so my point for, is for, that for, it can be yeah. like. So I read yeah. some stupid book by this guy yeah. Peter Berger called Invitation to Sociology, and then like everything shifted for me. Yeah, and part yeah. of it was because I think I had a professor that there was a lot of transference with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but but whatever. Like, I don't know. Maybe you could say that. I it was a piece of knowledge, but was it mm-hmm. what there was some relationship between that whatever was in that text and my psychic structure that it managed okay. to click in. So that's what I guess that's what I'm getting at, right? Like that there. Yeah, no, 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 Todd. Yeah. No, I see, and I see how we got here, and especially from what I was saying, and I'll, what I will offer this is, I think, I think this is this is pretty good. I think you'll like this. Um, there has to be a misalignment. Yeah, because it can't it can't be okay. So th- I I I um yeah, and I see what so what your I point like was, that a lot. Yeah, I think it's so. What your really, point because really what your point was point. what your point was what I was offering politically were like direct solutions to the to exactly. the problems exactly. that on the right. But actually, there needs to be a misalignment. I'm completely for this. Okay, completely good. for. Good. It. I think okay. that I think that app that absolutely has to be it. And that's the and I think that's the way. I think that's the only way. That 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 it could happen because you can't. I mean, I think this is this is sort of Freud's point is, um, you if you feel th- like the it, it over. I, and this is, I think, what I was trying to say about like it has to make the resistance irrelevant. Like because you weren't f- you weren't thinking politically, but this thing got in right. anyway right. because it That's, was no, it was that, misalignment. It, was it wasn't coming right. at it wasn't coming at your defenses. It wasn't coming at what you had lined up as your resistance. It came at at it from another angle. It's totally and true, mis- Ryan. And and yeah. and this professor had a reputation for. So I went to a school where I played football at the school, American football at the school, and it had a reputation. So the professors were kind of anti-football player because it was a very mm-hmm. liberal school, and the footballers are all conservative. But this guy had a reputation of being football player friendly, mm-hmm. and so I was more willing to listen to what <laughs> he was saying, whereas. If yeah. it was some other professor, I might not have been. So yeah, I think the idea of the misalignment is absolutely crucial. Uh, and, but then let's get to what Freud says at the end, which is like, uh, <laughs> so he's written this. It's a short essay, so that's good. Very short. Um, but he gets to the end and he says, "You know what? I, I, I had my fingers crossed. I take it all back, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, sort of, right? Just sort of. kidding. I'm gonna read it. Yeah, I'm gonna read, read it. it. Read it because yeah. it goes like this." For as a matter of fact, wild analysts of this kind do more harm to the cause of psychoanalysis than to individual patients. I have often found that a clumsy procedure like this, even if at first it produced an exacerbation of the patient's condition, led to a recovery in the end. Not always, but still often. When he has abused the physician physician enough and feels far enough away from his influence, his symptoms give way or he decides to take some step which leads along the path to recovery. The final improvement then comes about quote, of itself, or is ascribed to some totally indifferent treatment by some other doctor to whom the patient has later turned. In the case of the lady whose complaint against her physician we have heard, I should say, despite everything, the wild psychoanalyst did more for her than some highly respected authority who might have told her she was suffering from a, quotations, vasomotor neurosis. He forced her attention to the real cause of her trouble, or in that direction, and in spite of all her opposition, this intervention of 
this intervention of his cannot be without some favorable results, but he has done himself harm and helped to intensify the prejudices which patients feel owing to their natural affective resistances against the methods of psychoanalysis. And this can be avoided. So what he's saying here in that, that I've just read is that, you know, the wild psychoanalytic treatment, it did kind of work. It kind of worked. Yeah. Not be, not because of treatment, but it like it put the patient on the right path. Right. Um, but this makes it, and so there's that, but then also, but it just makes it worse for psychoanalysis because it seems to, I don't know, discredit it or, or, uh, or, or well, just for all the reasons he said method. already, right? Yeah. Like all those reasons yeah. are still, are still valid. And I think what's interesting is politically, this doesn't work. So I think politically, yeah. and I yeah. think the reason is That's because you can't separate what the person is saying to you politically from the person themselves, the cause itself, right? Like she's able to separate that doctor and psychoanalysis from what he said to her. But if you're telling mm-hmm. something someone to someone, she played the ball, not the man. Exactly. But if you're if you're saying, if you're speaking as a leftist, saying some leftist notion to a right winger, they can't. You are the thing that you're saying. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. Who are you so, to say this to me? Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. so even if they you put that little idea in their head and later, but no, because they're going to, they're going to always associate that idea with you because you are the leftist. So, so it becomes impossible to play the ball in that, yeah. in that situation. So I think that's well, the, 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 the problem I, of I translating say, the way, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Well, I would say, I mean, don't you think he, he has to kind of give up this ending? I do. I do. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think, think it's I, an error. I think it's an error yeah. on his part. I think it's a very yeah. non, Freudian point. I think he should. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's, I think this is one of those cases where even if that's factually correct, it's not true and he should have cut right. it off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, because I mean, you're right. Especially, especially you're right. Because if this is how it worked politically, there would actually be no problem. Right. Because then, because then it would be, you know, because there are a lot of, at least in 2016, there are a lot of, I'm voting for Bernie or I'm voting for Trump people. And I don't think those people exist anymore. Because, because they're uh, all Trump voters. Because they're all Trump voters. Yeah. And I think at that time that what it was that they were excited by was someone who was not accepted by the establishment. Right. And then the that hardened like so there it wasn't as though Bernie's democratic socialist thing, like it didn't like worm its way in. And then later when Trump was elected, they're like, wait, this isn't the democratic socialism I was attracted to. No. I, I'm going to reject it. Like that thing didn't happen. Like if, if, if it happened, it's, it's really, it is really funny. And I, I think argumentatively, like Freud has to reject his own conclusion because it conflicts with the thing that we just read. Like what he's kind of saying here is that, yeah, a menu can, a menu be good can enough be enough for, right. Can, right. can, for, for hunger. And that like, cause it'll, it'll later come on. in later it'll on, come it'll... in later on. Yeah. 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 When, yeah. So, and I what, think that what would the a, idea be that the menu you'll eat the paper of the menu and it'll have some nutritive value and that'll I mean <laughs> that's the misalignment. The, yeah, Todd, that's the misalignment. Yeah, that like you yeah. eat the you eat the menu. Yeah, come and, on, uh, come on. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that. I, I I'm I'm totally against this ending. I I can see why yeah. you wrote it because yeah. it's it's a nice yeah. little twist to put at the end. You know, yeah. it's like a I don't know. It's like uh, at the end of. Do you know the movie Flash Gordon? It ends, Ming the Merciless yeah. is killed. 
And then it yeah. goes, the end, and then question mark, right? Like, question that's mark, kind of, That's yeah. kind of what Edward Freud's doing here. <laughs> yeah. The end, question yeah. mark. I don't know. Maybe it's all the opposite. I don't know. No, it's because he, he ha, it has to be one or the other. Yeah. You know, yeah. because yeah. It, he can't yeah. have, you can't have the point, if knowledge about the unconscious were as important for the patient as people in experience in psychoanalysis, imagine listening to lectures or reading books would be enough to cure him. Such measures, however, have as much influence on the symptoms of nervous illness as a distribution of menu cards in the time of famine has upon hunger. But then at the end, he says, but then also it led to, yeah. you know, it, it, had, it, had, it actually did work. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think you can have one or the other. And I think the prior point is just the much better one. So much better. So is, much better. Is, is, yeah. Because if the other one were true, I mean, if the other one were true, then I don't, it, it is interesting. Like, I I, mean, I understand his point that yeah. like, that, yeah. that's that psychoanalysis is the thing that gets um, railroaded in that, in that situation rather right. than just like the end the, the experience of the individual patient. Yeah. Um, and I, of course that's his concern and it's the concern in a problem in the path of, of psychoanalysis, but there he articulates what the, the problem is. Whereas here, the ego resisting the treatment doesn't seem to be any problem at all. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and so I, I would, I would say that, um, I, what he, I, this would logic would dictate that the conclusion he should have is that if people who received wild psychoanalysis did anyone who later turned out to be fine, I think the conclusion has to be that they didn't need the analytic method right. then. Right. I, that, that just has to be the conclusion. Has to be the conclusion, which I don't yeah. think he would like so much. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it yeah. like uh, I'm, I'm used all these film analogies today? But isn't it like <laughs> I think this is the this almost never applies to Freud, but I think this mm. is a Freud essay that's like a Spielberg film. You know, like you could make mm. every almost every Spielberg film. The first two are just great on their own, but you could make almost anyone into a masterpiece if you just knew when to walk out, right? Like if you just <laughs> walked out and before, you know. And I think that's true of this essay. You just got to know when to walk out, and it's incredible. And yeah. then it just gets, you know, the ending just, it kind of misses the, he did not, he did not, what do they call it, hit the landing? I don't think he hit the oh, landing. Oh, yeah, stick, it didn't stick the landing. Stick the landing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think um, the, I mean, the idea, it, it is interesting. Like, I, I do wonder if, um, if either it was a little bit shorter or if it was longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could and, go and, and through he, this and then come out the other side. To it. You could go, come out the other side and probably have this sort of. He would probably would have had to have had the like at least structurally the the sort of thing like, well, what is it that analysis does? Because certainly, like you 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 can't say that in you don't come to a greater. If you want to use the word awareness, that's fine. But like, it, you you come to a different. You come to know yourself differently. So mm-hmm. knowledge plays a part. So then it would cause him to have to understand. Well, what do I mean by knowledge what is right. knowledge right. in the in the in the session what is knowledge in psychoanalysis exactly what does which is different that, than knowledge in the real world yeah and the exactly Absolutely. and what we what we we got to was that it has to be this this misalignment this thing that like the th- this thing that cuts through um resistance and and distortion and yeah. and, and, and performs a reversal right but, but but you can't know about it ahead of time right. i think that that's no, the that's thing. the key like, thing right absolutely yeah absolutely yeah all right, lesson, Ryan. Like what, so many lesson choices today. What would so you say many. the lesson is? Um, well, I the lesson is that you told me that there was going to be one, and I have wanted to know what it is. That's what the lesson is. Oh, so the lesson is I. I the lesson. <laughs> the lesson is watch 
which one should it be now that you've kind of oh introduced this 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 problem? Because I love one of the films that you said, but okay, the lesson is watch Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. was the thing? I, I have to know the thing you were gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. That was That's it. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, you. Used but it you, earlier. Yeah. you you threw me off with the Great Escape thing because I love Great Escape yeah. so much, and I know that we haven't ever mentioned that one so uh mm. that's going to be saved i guess for later well let's save it let's save it and then here's the this this will the misalignment to get you to the great great escape watch the rock Rockford yeah 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 they, uh, absolutely watch james garner is a is a great a great television actor who started out as a film actor so that's a nice mm. uh, at the time that did not happen very often the reverse so. clooney yeah reverse <laughs> pull a reverse clooney all right ryan over and out <laughs> Over and out, Todd.